This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the 1912 Excels podcast, the Newport County podcast made by the fans for the fans. I'm Jamie and I'm very pleased to be bringing you a special episode today. Uh, but first, as always, we want to thank the listeners who have contributed a few pennies through our Ko-Fi account. So our regular contributors, thank you once again, uh, Billy Punk, Mark Williams, Daniel Hyrini, Hamid Baladabadi, Martin Kings and the row said Excels WhatsApp group and Hoyligan, of course. Uh, if you want to chip in with a few quid and a comment, there's a link in the show notes. Uh, if you can't, no problem at all. Just help us promote what we do over on social media at 1912XLs, wherever you are. Now, on to the main events. Last month, Newport County were drawn at home to Manchester United in the FA Cup. You may have read that somewhere. Uh, while it certainly wasn't our first foray into a match against Premier League opposition in recent years, it felt like the media coverage surrounding the tie in the build-up was more intense than ever before. We ourselves at the 1912XLs podcast were dealing with dozens of media requests, but those pale in comparison to the club and the local media. So, we wanted to know what it was like to be in the centre of that media storm to be reporting on arguably the biggest game in the country that weekend at the end of January, um, according to some, including our manager, the biggest game in the club's history. So in order to find out, we asked friend of the pod, Chris Kerwin, uh, the sports reporter from the South Wales Argus, and Newport County's media manager, Louis Cartwright-Walls, to join us and share their insights into what must have been a frantic few weeks. Now, I loved speaking to both of these. I got so much out of this conversation with them. Um, I hope you do too. So without further ado, let's pitch to the interview. I'm thrilled to say that joining me today is Louis Cartwright-Walls, Newport County's media manager. Louis, it's a pleasure to have you on. Thank you very much for having me. And also joining me today is a man who's been reporting on Newport County for some time now. 
is the South Wales Argus Chief Sports Writer, friend of the pod, and all-round good egg, Mr. Chris Cohen. Chris, welcome back to the pod. Thanks for having me. Right. Silly question to start, but did either of you really anticipate the level of media attention after the draw was made? I mean, I stated in my intro that this game felt bigger than all the other ties. Maybe, Chris, if we start with you, I mean, how did this game compare to, you know, your Spurs, your Leicester's, your Manchester City's in your eyes? On a personal front, it was very different in that back then there was a bigger sports desk than the Argus. Um, but I, I guess it's Manchester United are just bigger, aren't they? In, in terms of everything, I mean, you're 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 dealing with a club that every every story you do is getting read by more people. I've, well, I've found that, and you can measure it on metrics, uh, and you sort of just by their name that they are a bigger club, even than some of the big Premier League giants. So, so it was bigger as soon as the draw was made. That was, you know, being being noticed by everyone, which of course caused issues for the for the players, the players and the Graham Copeland trying not get to get carried away. But the rest of us were. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was, that was one of my questions. We'll come on to that about getting carried away. But um, uh, Louis, if we ask you, um, so firstly, how long have you been um, with the club and in your current role? And secondly, did anyone prepare you for what was to come? Um, well, I've been at the club for uh, just over two years now. Um, started as a volunteer photographer, uh, and then and and now I'm here. Uh, and I've been in this role for uh, well, it's coming up to a year, but coming up to a year very soon. Uh, and I don't think anyone could prepare me for what that weekend book because it was just mental. I've never known anything like it. And now, and now the dust has settled. I look back, I I can't believe how much tension that game bought it was just unbelievable i think we joked that you must have had like hundreds of requests i mean was it literally hundreds no it literally was hundreds yes yeah i mean from i i tell people from the 70th minute in the easley game um i think will had banged that goal in and i had already had emails then asking for requests and and honestly i was going through the, the press conference with the gaffer after and um had emails and messages and phone and phone calls coming through like can we have a request and can we speak to these players and honestly we hadn't even finished the you know we hadn't even finished the game or the press conference so yes it was literally hundreds yes yeah and of course I'm sure the short turnaround time of these sort of cup games doesn't really help matters particularly with a replay as well but when you're inundated with all of these outlets you know they're wanting to talk to Graham Copeland they're wanting to talk to the players and I mean you must is the idea that you want to share it out so everyone gets a turn or are you just conscious that, you know, everybody kind of wants those like, newsworthy, like, backstories? You know, obviously Will Evans was carted out so many times, wasn't he? Um, how do you manage that? How do you balance that out? You want to look after the people that look after you, first of all. So, you know, the likes of Chris, the likes of, you know, the BBC, who were there week in, week out when, when we're playing in the league. I, we, we, we looked after them first because that's our main priority. They look after us. Um and then after we spoke uh, internally and we were like, you know, we're playing Manchester United. Let's let's make the most of it. Let's let's speak to people. You know, let's get our name out there. Let's put Newport on the map. And, uh, and that, that's what we tried to do. And we tried to speak to as many people as we as we possibly could. And with the press conference, we got as many news outlets in the same room so they could just ask away and, and get Newport out there. So that's kind of how we did it. We looked after the people that looked after us. And then, and then we, if we could, we accommodated. Amazing, amazing. Um, Chris, if I come come over to you, I mean, when you're when you're covering a game normally, obviously there's some element of prep. You know, you've got the the, the pre-match press conferences, the you know, looking at the opposition and the stuff. 
Um, in a roundabout way, what does a typical game day look like for you and how did that compare to this this particular game? Game day, I guess it's it's getting there, usually starting a live blog up and the live blog was started up a little bit earlier because I, I just wanted to get there because, you know, frankly, you just think the sheer number of people in town, you, you were there and you saw it was slightly busier. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit more manic because obviously Louis had the nightmare of trying to sort the amount of press that were there and the Rodney Prey doesn't set up for that many press, let's be honest. Um, so, yeah, it's it just you're a bit more on edge on days like that. You, you realise that, you know, more people are looking at what you're doing. So, <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, operationally, it is a bit different. Yeah, uh, did you... Did you still get a prime spot though in the hazel, Chris? I, I, I got a desk, which is, I certainly that that was that definitely was Louis looking after me because I wasn't one of the <laughs> with the, my laptop on my lap. So it's um yeah no it's um it, it was definitely different and it was probably good for, for Louis to have um Rex and the week before was good for the players and manager, but it was probably good for media department as well. That was a bigger. That was probably I don't know that was that. Was, that's the fullest it's been, has it, uh, this season? Though. That's that's the biggest we've had for for a while. And like you said, it was good to have them before because all the media that they bring and the documentary crew and stuff, it was good to accommodate that. Uh, but even so, I mean, it times it by five, and that's what it was for Man U, you know. So I know, yeah, you're right. Okay, was there doc- you said there was documentary people there for the Wrexham game? Yeah, yeah, well, they, they're filming their documentary, aren't they? So, uh, of course. They they have a media team and then they have um, obviously that crew as well. So, yeah. Wow, wow, yeah. Because I mean, that was a huge game, and of course, yeah, it had the 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 stands up already. The um, yeah, the extra you know seating, and yeah, it, I think it was uh, quite a few hundred more in that in that Rexing game, which is interesting. Um, anyway, I digress. Louis, I wanted to come back to obviously all of the you know spreading people out and making the most of that game. How do you? How do you kind of ensure that that the media obviously get the access that they they want and need, but it doesn't kind of detract from you know, game preparation and training? Or was it kind of like this is this is just going to be a mad week? Let's just roll with it. I mean, was there kind of a almost like you know, ring fencing? Like, right, you can have X amount of time with the players and the, you know the players and the media together, and then right, no, they need to prepare, no, they need to train. They've got kind of got a big game on Sunday. Yeah. So um, well, I, I spoke to the gaffer and and we like we said we, we said we wanted to make the most of it. However, obviously that was within reason. So we had we did we did a couple of uh, where the press spoke to the players, where they do it on the phone or whatever they do it on Zoom, and then we worked up to the press conference conference it was on the Thursday, and then any so that's the last chance then to speak to any players or the gaffer, and and then past that is all prep then. So from Thursday evening, Friday. Saturday was all prep for the, the team to, to get ready for, like you said, what was a huge game. Um, but that first bit there from the Eastley, the Eastley game up until that Thursday was just here, there, everywhere, training ground, on the phone, you know. Um, but we, obviously we made sure we, there was enough time for the, for the lads to prepare. Yeah. Are they, I mean, are the players generally like fine with engaging with the media? Do they, do they appreciate it as part of the job? Do they appreciate it or do they enjoy it? Yeah, I, I'd say some enjoy it more than others, um, but they're all very good. They're all very good, and they all they all they all do it. They get on with it because they know it comes with the job that they do. And you know, um, I put a player on press on a Friday morning, um, and I've never had any issues with it. They're all good as gold, and um, 
Uh, yeah, they do enjoy it. They do enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Do you, I, I mean, throughout the season as well, do you kind of have to like pick, obviously pick and choose, spread it out? Um, or do you just kind of pick like based on maybe if they've got a connection with the, the opposition or how do you decide? Sometimes, yeah, sometimes it, it depends. You know, if, if you're playing in good form, um, you know, Will's banging them in for fun at the moment. So we, we've got Will on uh, tomorrow, you know. So it, I want to help, help like Chris and the BBC out as much as I can. Where, you know, that's that's where the story is going to be. But also, I like to like to get get through the voice. So they've all got a space, and they've all got you know all got pieces out there because they all deserve it. Because I know how hard they all work. Yeah, yeah, and and as well, like it's like you said, they deserve that bit of coverage as well. Because you know, obviously, at this level, particularly if you're on maybe shorter contracts, like look, let's face it, it's a way of getting your name out there as well as you know, obviously, performances on the pitch, off the pitch as well. Chris, did you sense that sort of bubbling excitement when you were chatting with with players, or when you you know you in in that build up to the game? And um, I'm not sure who you spoke with in the end. It was there, wasn't it? You can't get away from it. But at the same time, there were <laughs> important games in the the build up, um, and it's I guess it's different for me from a local paper point of view. The, the angles aren't there. The, the national boys were obsessed by Will Evans, weren't they? Because that's you know, the Argus have done him and his rise so often that it, it's not a story for us anymore. But yeah. but I remember the, like the national boys they'd be they'd be asking you know who's who's got a story who's got a, an interesting backstory and it's, as horrible as it sounds that they're all professional league two players they're not you're not going to get you know a plumber or an electrician like when when Bamarino playing football the, the, the Will Evans story is rare so that's that's why I guess it was it was everywhere but yeah but there weren't that many there aren't that many stories like that are there? I guess Robbie Will not used to have one didn't he but. A lot of them, they're, they're just good professional players who had good careers. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, did you did you kind of did any of like the the, uh, the national press come and ask you questions? Because obviously they they might see that you know, you're reporting week in week out. You might know that uh, the inner secrets or the stories that they should be chasing. Did they ask any silly questions of you? Well, <laughs> they're they're cunning. They're cunning. Well, that's one word from isn't it? The national boys. They <laughs> they they tap they tap you up for the knowledge and then pass it off as their own. That's what they do. Um, and let's be honest. Um, the nas- the national papers don't have to have the relationship with players or the club that I do. So they they're, they're going to make Newport out to be a tin pot club with a tin pot ground and all that. So I think that's that part of them. They c- they can just do that because they don't. If they're banned from speaking to Graham Cochran, they don't give a monkey's do they? Because yeah, you know, when are, when are they going to speak to him again? So so that's what happens when it's Man United. They they overplay certain things to to make the the story there and sex it up. Yeah, I feel I'm trying to recall some of the national coverage. I don't. I think it's been worse in previous ties, like the whole like David versus Goliath novelty, but. I mean, both of you, maybe Louis first and then Chris, did you feel like the coverage from the Nationals in particular was fairly representative of the club and like the players and the, and the community? Or did you feel like they maybe pulled on a couple of stories too much? Um, on the whole, it was it was, it was was positive for the club. There was a couple which I was um, not thrilled about, let's put it that way. Um, a lot, some of some of that was was just la- lazy journalism. There was a couple of um, stories that went out. You know, that they they hadn't even come down or or spoken to me. Um, 
But I guess that comes with with playing such a big game. To be fair, uh, but I think I think the majority of it was very good. It was very representative, and I I had messages from a lot of people that aren't even Newport fans. Some some even aren't even football fans that were rooting for us on the day. So um, like I said, it was great to put Newport on the map and great to have our name out there. Um, in like the the Telegraph, the BBC, you know, all the big ones, and it was good to see it on there. Um, Let's not forget as well. There are a lot of those journalists. They like doing this. They- these games occasionally they can get used to Premier League grounds and things like that and it, it is a nice experience I guess it can connect them to when they were watching football again it's you know not having a a sweet bowl and starters mains and puddings when they when they go to ground things like that that you can get overlooked after when you yeah. Premier League grounds so I think by and large journalists they those national boys they, they do enjoy the odd probably they, they probably wouldn't. They probably wouldn't want to do Crawley away and then Swindon away and Grimsby away. But they they like the odd, they like like the odd trip, and they to, to yeah, them. yeah. Before we move on, um, I have to ask Louis. Um, I mean, Will seems to be embracing um his particular backstory. Um, or is he sick of talking about it? <laughs> no, I think I think he enjoys it. To be fair, Will, Will's a Will's a fantastic lad, as you see, and he, he loves he he enjoys speaking to the media yeah I've, I've seen him i think he did a um interview with farmers weekly which is fantastic um like just getting the club's name out there wherever wherever way we can i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. There was one question I was going to ask um, later, but let's do it now. Um, because we kind of said the coverage is, you know, is great and it, it puts, you know, Newport's sort of name out there. Yeah, I mean, I saw, I think it was, um, might have been Colin Everett, I'm not sure now, um, who was out in Namibia, I think, and he tweeted that two taxi drivers who'd supported Manchester United remember the club and loved our story and that kind of shows that you know we're a global brand now if you want to call us that do you feel like you know if if they get the coverage and the narrative and you know the right story out there this can really be a lasting impact or or is it more like you know people hear the story and then the media circus moves on and we kind of get forgotten about or do you feel there's a real lasting impact maybe uh maybe we start with chris and then and then louis wow sound like that the grizzled old hack. I do think things move on. It that that's the way that's the way it happens. It's 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 in town for a while. You can make some gains, and I think you, it, as a club, county need to focus on the small gains, isn't that? that rather than trying to say, "Oh, things are different now," it's use that to get a few more uh, punters through the gates and do things like that. Use it to look at show what they can do to sponsors and things like that. It's not being too ambitious with it because the the news. The news cycle moves on. They, the post-match 
a presser with Eric Ten Hag, but that was all about Rashford because they know that that's what they need for their papers. It, it's not about the county game. There was so few questions about that because they've already moved on. They, they, they have Premier League games, European games, all, all that. So it, it's an opportunity, isn't it? Uh, the the build-up and the game, and then it moves on, doesn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Louis, do you, I mean, do you kind of like look at the, the coverage that you've got and then maybe maybe ride the wave a little bit, ride that wave, particularly in the sort of the local, yeah, the local community field, try and like keep the, the numbers coming for the home games. Obviously we had great, um, great attendance for the Swindon game the week after. Um, it felt like there was that air of positivity and I guess it's, it's probably your job really to try and like keep that going, keep that sort of connection going, um, you know, across our media channels, but also just generally getting people through the, through the gates as well. Yeah. Um, I think uh, to tag on to what Chris said, I think um, he's right. Um, however, I can I can speak from numbers, and our channels have, have grown massively since since that game. Even in the build up, um, I mean, a poster we put out with the with the, with the graphic on it had something something like two million impressions, and I think we've grown. I think we've grown by over two and a half thousand across our channels, across each, uh, not across each channel, across all of them in, um, as a whole. So I think it's been fantastic in that sense. However, in terms of, yeah, the media and stuff, it they, they kind of move on after they've got what they've wanted, they've watched the game, they've written a piece, and now they're, they're on the next one following Maidstone or whatever they're doing. But um, yeah, I think the, uh, the the Swindon attendance was fantastic uh, straight after the Man U game, and I think obviously we, I think we have attracted new new people to, to Newport and to, and to follow football, and hopefully we see that in the coming weeks. It's a big couple of weeks for us, and it'd be great to carry on the the big big attendances. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, just anecdotally, I've seen um, a few people say, you know, oh, I've come, to, I've decided to come down. I had a ticket for this game. I'm going to come down to the next one. Some people like their their kids uh, decided they want to come down and and they they've come with their parents for the first game because they've seen them on TV and it like mm-hmm. yeah they, yeah like you say even if it's just like a few numbers like it just grows and grows and it's, and it feels a bit organic then doesn't it so yeah okay I want to touch on a bit about the you know what your both of your jobs sort of entailed during the game as well because I was struck by a comment that Ed made I think he was um watching yourself Louis kind of unable to properly celebrate a goal because you know you're trying to report what's happening Chris as well like all the journals that are frantically writing and multitasking listening watching live tweeting drafting having to delete copy because you know there's been two goals conceded in the last 10 minutes that kind of thing I'd love to explore like the nuts and bolts a bit about what that entails you know uh, whether you get into a flow, a rhythm, um, or there are times where you might have just completely missed something and you've had to sort of ask the person next to you. Maybe, Chris, start with yourself. I mean, you, you called yourself a grizzled old hack, I think, but I think you're doing yourself a disservice there. I, I mean, obviously, being you know an experienced journalist now, is it just a natural rhythm for you? Just is it like second nature? Or, or do you can you understand like why people are like a bit in awe of like just how much you, you have to do on a match day? With time, you get you have to evolve as a journalist with what you, your uh, what the demands are, are on you. Um, so, live blogging is something that when I started, it wasn't wasn't a thing. Um, we didn't even used to put all our stories on the website and on the Argus when I started. The the blog is interesting when it's um, a, a Tuesday game because we are properly on deadline then. So 
I am filing a match report on on the whistle while trying to do a blog at the same time and upload pictures and all that that nonsense. So that that is that is manic. Thankfully, Graham isn't quite as quick after a game for his duties as Flinny was. That was an absolute nightmare. He's so quick after a final whistle, Flinny, that you would be frantically trying to finish all your your stuff, sort of a blog, get your match report up, and all that that sort of thing. But it's what 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 kind of time frame was Flinny? Oh, you could be you like under five minutes sometimes, especially in the in the, in the COVID in the COVID season, it would be done sort of underneath the the hazel stand you know near that sort of um the food hut so he'd be doing it there and you'd be there so quickly because he he just rattled through um whether that was good for him at times i don't know <laughs> but it made for good copy um but no it's I, I guess from a workload point of view that's where i benefited from learning my trade i started doing the the premiership rugby clubs in in gwen when i first came down and that's where you learn to do runners as they're called because mm. a lot of people, they are surprised that your, your match report is literally done there. They think you watch a game, then you start writing your match report. But um, yeah, but no, it is a it is a bit of an art, I guess. But <laughs> hence, you see me losing my head. If it's uh, late goals, they they <laughs> they they can do you in. So yeah, oh definitely, yeah. These days, the sort of instant gratification of like online media—they want the match report immediately. They're refreshing the the page, the article page, where it says, "I don't know more to follow." They're like, "Come on, follow that." But so yeah, um, and and Louis as well. I think people probably underestimate probably just how much you do on a match day. Like, if you could maybe talk us through, like in a nutshell, what where, when your day starts um, on a match day and when it finishes. Um, my day starts at seven fifty nine on a Saturday morning because I have an alarm on for seven fifty nine because the match day post goes out at eight, which I scheduled the night before. I like to make sure I've made no grammatical or punctuation errors when it goes out at eight. Um, and then I'm straight into work, set up, make sure I've got the parking list and the parking uh, at the the press list ready, and then the build up match day build up. Um, and then that that takes us all the way up to when the lads start arriving and the gaffer starts arriving, which is obviously where the content starts. And then I'm down in the tunnel for the team sheet from both sides, uh, run back down to the office, put that into a graphic, put it into a team sheet. Um, obviously, I've got um, a fantastic team of, uh, of matchday volunteers as well that help. Um, so it's definitely not all just all, all me, but then up to the press box and then cover the game. Obviously, you see live tweets go out. One of our match day volunteers, Maka, he does the match report fantastically, or uh, or Liam when he's not available. Um, and they're both fantastic. They've, they're they getting out on the whistle as well. We're competing with um, Mr. Kerwin over there uh, for who can get out quicker. Um, and then, yeah, straight after that, it's down to the uh, down to the little media room that we're, we're working on, and it's uh, it's press. And then, and then we do the gaffer's quotes, and then we make sure everything's gone out. And if it's if it's a win, there's there's content to push out, and so it's a long, long day. And and then obviously the editing of the 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 gaffer's post match, the players post match. So it could go on till about midnight. To be fair, um, on on a three pm kickoff, and at seven forty five kickoff is this early morning. Yeah, that's yeah. oh, that's Sunday. That's Sunday. Yeah, yeah I think this is what I mean. I, He's a psychopath, though. Seven fifty-nine. You've got to make it seven fifty-five. Who sets their alarm for seven fifty-nine? That's it's got to be got to be in the five. I like to. I like my sleep, mate, and I need to get it where I can. 
Are you are you like an like up straight? Because if if I set my alarm for seven fifty nine, there's no way I could check a grammatical error at eight a.m. Well, I have my phone next to me, seven fifty nine. Go <laughs> up, check the phone. It's all right. All right, get up now. Oh, yeah, no, I'm all right. <laughs> um, and and then how did that really differ? On let's I mean let's talk. Go back to Manchester United a little bit. Um, I mean, I guess by and large, it's kind of the same format. It's just maybe a lot more people to deal with or a lot more media to deal with or, you know, a lot more people to try and cram into the back of the, the compete stand. Yeah, so most of that I did on the, I did on the oh, it was a Sunday game, wasn't it? So I came in on the Saturday, I worked the Saturday and, and had all the prep um, for Saturday, put it in folders. So photographers, videographers, BBC TV, um, journos, and then I did it through priority. Who needs to see it on the press bench? Who can we put in seats that we've reserved elsewhere that would just have to have it on their laptop? You know, they might not even have a power source. A lot of them didn't have a power source. A lot of them didn't have Wi-Fi because the Wi-Fi infrastructure is not quite ready for hundreds of media. Um, do you know what? They were all very good with me and they were all very patient and realised that there's only a couple of us to try and accommodate and they're all very good. Um, it's a, Yeah, like you say, it's the same It's the same schedule until 90 minutes and then it all goes mental because we had to have a separate press conference room because obviously a lot of media... Um, and the gaffer had uh, contractual things to do with, you know, the BBC TV and and um, overseas media and stuff. So so I had my list and I had the gaffer come in. I was like, right, I need to see this first. And it's next. And it's next. Then it's the club press conference. So they they went on for about an hour and a half after the, after the final whistle. To be fair, but it's very similar to it. So normal day, just like say on a big scale. Yeah, and of course having to. I mean, you didn't do it yourself, but build a makeshift TV studio, um, <laughs> the under North Terrace. Um, did you have much involvement in in that, or is it that kind of like a right? We'll just leave you to it. Here's your spot. You sort yourself out. Yeah, they kind of came for a, a look round the week before, and um, the, you know, I had, I had a bit of help. Well, I had help from the um, the club secretary Gareth, um, and then they kind of just worked out where they're going to put cameras, where they can put, you know, where they can be on the gantry, where they're going to put the box. And um, and then it was kind of leave that to them then. And then, then got it up in about two days. It looked great, to be fair, yeah. All right. Uh, I mean, I've got like one more question for you. Chris, first of all, do you do you sort of thrive on these weeks or do you dread them a bit? <laughs> is it is it a pain for you or do you, do you absolutely love them? I, let's be honest, it can be a nightmare because you've got... I hope they don't listen, but there we are. Um, <laughs> um, you get more demands from the rest of the news desk, the news side of things, just, you know, about getting involved. And there's various things that you're not bloody. And the work demands are, the, they are bigger for something like this, but they're enjoyable at the same time. So you're doing, you're doing things like, like doing a piece with, with Scott Bennett. It's, it's fantastic, isn't it? What a, you're able to tell his, his story, which is that's, that's what you're in the job for, isn't it? Telling nice yarns like that. Um, and that, they're, they're stories that I enjoy writing. So, mm. so you do have more freedom to do bigger stories and really try and get it out there. So, the way it load is, <laughs> it is big, especially when thankfully it happened in a quiet period for the dragons. Because if I was trying to do that as well, as it just would have been impossible. So, um, it, it fell quite nicely, and that's why county success is just better for everyone, isn't it? It was paper. You know, people people seem to sometimes think we want bad news because it is better to stick with no, that's nonsense. We we need need the club doing well. Exactly, exactly. And yeah, that Scott Bennett piece was fantastic. Um, love, I love reading those stories. I think we said at the start of this, you know, 
the players are still humans. Yeah, they're still people. They've got like, you know, backgrounds, families, they've got all sorts going on. So yeah, it's just lovely to hear from them. Well, um, well, well, yeah. good, well good bunch as well. They, like um and that's you sort of learn from doing them weekly. You know who's firstly got good stories but likes telling them. Some some players are a bit more, you know, they keep things to themselves and that's that's fair enough. But you you get to learn sometimes the stories that are there and you can pick the right time to ask them about certain things. That's that's the key thing. And then they'll you know that if you if you do that, they they there are some good characters with good stories to tell and they are by and large good good blokes. And that goes I've been lucky because the, the dragons are the same, but they're a really good bunch. So I'm, mm. I'm lucky with that. Just need to reiterate that Chris covering both of those is um yeah, it's some job you do. It's incredible. Um and and Louis, um are you are you hoping for another cup run next year, or do you want a bit of a, a breather and let us focus on the league for a bit? So you no, <laughs> of course. I, I welcome any, um, anything like that, anything that benefits the club. I love it. I embrace that sort of stuff. I mean, at the time, maybe I was getting a bit snowed under. We had the signing of Luke Jankot, and then we announced the takeover, and then we had the Man U game. It was a lot that week. I've never quite experienced anything like that. However, no, we can't. That's another one. I'm up for that. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, this one, I mean, the media still completely like haven't even mentioned the fact that we signed a player. Oh yeah. And we got taken over and there was a trust AGM and all of that stuff to cover. Um, I don't think we managed to, you know, talk about all of that at the same time. Um, I'm sure it was a nightmare for Chris to have to write about as well. And then <laughs> yourself, Louis, to manage that from the inside. But listen, both of you, thank you so much for, for coming on. You know, I've loved hearing your stories and, you know, all of us at the pod, and I'm, I'm sure I speak for our listeners to really respect and appreciate all the hard work you do week in, week out. Um, and it's honestly really great to hear some of the little insights and snippets um, that, you know, we might not know about and, and quite not realize that, you know, while you, know, you both seem like, you know, ducks swimming serenely on a lake, it's like underwater. It's just, yeah, the, everything's going so yeah amazing stuff thank you so much both for coming on thank you very much really enjoyed it cheers thanks well there you have it thanks once again to chris Kerwin, the chief sports writer of the south wales argus and of course to louis cartwright walls newport county's media manager i loved that conversation i love chatting about the the build-up i love the fact that we had people asking to chat with Coco and, and Will Evans uh, during the Eastley game already. Um, I loved hearing about the, the, the match day build-up and, and just what really goes into covering it from, from a club's point of view, but also covering it from a reporter's point of view as well. There's honestly so much going on behind the scenes we don't know about, and it all looks so slick on social media and websites and uh, you know video coverage and, and tweets and match reports, but it just takes so much effort so honestly kudos to those two for all their hard work and effort to bring the the content to us um that's it for this week um we will be back with a pod in the coming uh, days and weeks covering uh, what appears to be quite a tough run of fixtures although we seem to be doing okay at the moment um the league two table is wild <laughs> i'm recording this where we are i think two points off the playoffs um and yet we're in 14th 15th place it's it's going to be a mad end of the season and hopefully we can stick around uh and and who knows who knows what will happen uh, anyway 
that wraps us up our thanks as always to tinty and the bucket hats for our theme tune um thanks like i say to chris and to louis until then look after yourselves look after each other and above all keep it county Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.